presenting the adventures of Jungle Jim. Last week we learned that Loki, acting on the instructions of the strange white woman, had deserted the Reverend Chalmers in the jungle. But the missionary managed to get back home despite the efforts of the woman who flew after him in her powerful seaplane. Jungle Jim, Kolo, and Patrick O'Shaughnessy Flynn arrived at the side of the young white man who had been mysteriously shot just as the Reverend Chalmers landed in his motorboat. They found the boy dead, and no one could tell them who shot him nor who he was. Jim then reunited Lynn Chalmers and her father, and Lynn insisted that they must never be separated again. Where he went, she would go. But her father refused to let her run the risk of a jungle expedition, and later told Jim he had a plan to make sure that Lynn would not follow him. The thrilling adventures of Jungle Jim are pictured each Sunday in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest pictorial supplement of humor and adventure. A Comic Weekly, each page printed in full colors, is distributed everywhere as an integral part of your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Now we continue the story. While the Reverend Chalmers is burying the unidentified white lad in a nameless grave, let's go upcountry into the bush. The jungle is filled with the electrifying pulsations of Tom-Tom, telegraphing the news far and wide that the mystic cult is about to hold another of its savage ceremonies. At the plantation house, the white woman boss is making arrangements for a trip. Hurry up, Labar. There we go. Labar, she hurry fast as she can. Did you put the drums in the plane? We oui, boss. The three of them. Big one, the so big one, and the little one. And the rattle? We oui, boss. La Barbe forgets nothing. <laughs> You'd better not. Tonight is the baptism of the drums. Nothing must go wrong. Nothing go wrong, boss. Did Loki get away this afternoon? That Loki, she's gone, all right. Loki's a good boy. He's only a native, but he's got brains under that flat straw hat. I got brains, boss. Plenty smart, these fellow La Barbe. Nobody get away from him. Missionaire, she get away from Loki. <laughs> Loki was smart to keep out of sight. Uh, what good Loki do at Purawani? That missionaire know him now. Trust Loki to see that the Reverend gets one of our boys to guide him. We hope so, boss. We can be sure. I can fly down to Burawani to check up on Loki if it's necessary. I'm not taking any chances on anybody. Understand, Labas? You mean me too, boss? Yes, I mean you most of all. Labar loyal to you all the time, boss. Honest. You better be. Well, get in the plane. All right, boss. I get in. All set? May we? We're off. Later that evening, back at the hotel, Jungle Jim has a chat with the Reverend Chalmers and his daughter, Lynn. Kolo tells me magic is being made in the jungle tonight, Reverend. I'm not surprised to hear that. How can Kolo possibly know about it, Jim? Word travels like lightning through this country, Lynn. Native drummers beat out the rhythmic messages from village to village. The drums have sounded a call for a ceremony tonight. Jungle magic. What an intriguing phrase that is. I should love to see the exhibition. That's just where you're wrong, Lynn, my dear. To us, magic means just an optical illusion. 
But jungle magic is no sleight of hand. Well, what is it then? Jungle magic deals with medicines, charms, and cures, Lynn. There's more in it than that, Jim. It deals with ideas which are sometimes more dangerous. Mm, that's quite true, sir. But jungle magic can cure as well as kill. God is my boy. When it cures, it's white magic. And when it kills, Father? It's black magic, my dear. That's the sort of thing I want to stamp out. You think that's the kind of ceremony they're holding up in the bush tonight, Reverend? Yes, Jim. I firmly believe this new religion is some form of voodoo. Just what does voodoo mean, Father? Well, my dear, a man named Dorsanti has long made a study of the subject, and he says that voodoo is the most inclusive word of the Pongbi dialect in Africa. It designates the genii, good or bad, and it can also be used to designate the statue of any one of these genii, or even objects that symbolize their cult, and also their protective and evil power. For example, in Haiti and Cuba, the snake is symbolic. A replica of a snake is prominent on every altar. But how does, does the voodoo religion get over here? Well, the same way it spread from Africa to other lands here, by being imported. Do you think some African Negro has settled in the northern jungle, sir, and started voodoo on his own? Well, Jim, I have no theories as to who may have started it. But there is no doubt that someone who at least is acquainted with the principles of voodoo has started the cult here. Then you're in for a tough fight, Reverend. What do you mean, Jim? Any religion so mysterious as to hold ceremonies in the heart of the jungle in the dead of night and based on native superstitions, will have a powerful attraction in these parts. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Lynn, what are you saying? I said good, because this new religion will last long enough for me to see one of its ceremonies. <laughs> you had your father worried for a minute, Lynn. He thought you were in sympathy with voodoo. Yes. I must admit I began to wonder if this was my daughter speaking. You may as well put such thoughts out of your head, my dear. Voodoo ceremonies are not for your eyes. Jim, can't you make Father change his mind about letting me go with him? Nothing doing. You can't bring me into it. I'm neutral. I'm sure Jim agrees with me whether he's neutral or not. Unofficially, Reverend, I do. <laughs> well, it's getting late. I'd better get down to my temporary camp. Oh, must you go, Jim, so soon? I'm sorry, but I really must miss Chalmers. Cola will be wondering what has happened to me. I wish you could stay a little longer. You haven't told us anything about your adventures. Some other time, Lynn. It's getting late. And you must be tired after your trip. I'll see you to the park, Jim. Good night, Lynn. Good night. <laughs> that daughter of yours is sure set on going with you, Reverend. Yes, that's why I didn't urge you to stay, Jim. I want to get a moment alone with you. You remember my saying that I had a plan to make sure she shouldn't go with me? Yes, sir. Well, rather than risk having Lynn start out with me or even follow me into the jungle, I'm going to leave tonight. Without her knowing it? Yes. Now, here's a letter for her. Contain funds and an explanation. I want you to see that Lynn gets it after I've started. Okay, Reverend. I'll be glad to see that she gets it the first thing in the morning. Thank you, Jim. I knew I could depend on you. Good night and goodbye. I'll say good night and good luck, but not goodbye, Reverend. You know what I told you when you started up country before? When I begin to worry, Colo and I will be hot on your trail. Meanwhile, deep in the northern bush, to the accompaniment of throbbing tom-toms and chanting natives, a human vampire bat, arms spreading out the wings, a dagger in each hand, the face hidden by a mask, stands before a huge silver dish and officiates at a savage religious ceremony. In the name of all gods and all the mysteries, Angol is master of the earth. Down Bala, way down, is master of the sky. Father, who is master of the sea? Sange, sange, no sange, no nebade, corpo. Wind, south, the sun. 
that night, Lynn Chalmers wakens from her sleep. Something causes her to get up and go to her father's room. She taps on the door. Then she softly opens it. Father? She goes to the bed. Father? Oh! Finding it empty, she rushes out of the room and runs down to the hotel room desk where she rouses the sleepy clerk. You, wake up. Do you hear? Wake up. Uh, what, what? Have you seen my father? He's not in his room. Your father? The Reverend Chalmers. He's not in his room. Do you know where he is? Oh, the missionary. Yeah, uh, of course. He checked out just as I came on duty. Checked out? Why, are you sure? Yeah, he has his bill paid and his keys. Then it was his motorboat I heard. Where has he gone, do you know? He said something about going up to the northern jungle, miss. Oh, then he's gone without me, just as he said he would. Is there anything I can do for you, miss? Yes. May I have a pen and some paper, please? Yeah, yeah, miss. Here, here you are. Thank you. See that this note is delivered to Jungle Jim at his camp the first thing in the morning. That very moment, the big black seaplane is heard over the mysterious plantation house, circling for a landing. And gracefully skids to a stop on the beach. Hey, girl, what I tell you, boss? Nothing go wrong all the time we're gone. How would you like the day off, Labas? Go to town. You get drunk if you like. Boss, you sure you all right? You no got air sick? <laughs> I never felt better in my life. And why shouldn't I feel good? My plans are succeeding beyond all expectations. You saw what happened last night. We, oui, boss. Pretty soon, all those black fellow days. Shut up. The jungles have ears, you fool. When I take you with me, I take you as a bodyguard. Always remember, you keep your mouth shut about what you see. Me, oui, boss. Laba like one big clam. Well, see that you are. Unless anybody knows about us, the best. All right, boss. You're right. That's what Labak thinks, too. That's why... What were you going why, to say? Well, that's why I... Why I... I swear I fix anybody that know too much. Yes, you're always swearing you'll fix somebody. And by God, Jacques Labak, he keep his word. <laughs> when? That kid. I fix him. You certainly gave him a beating, all right. Beating? Ha! That was nothing. That kid. He know too much, so I kill him. You killed him? Very. So that's why you were so long coming back to the plantation. I'm very sorry, boss, but we no can take chance. I have to kill that kid. You're a fool, Laba. Another dumb slip like this and I'll hand you over to the natives. What, boss? You could at least have waited until Jungle Jim left the town. We get him on our trail, we'll have something to worry about. Next morning at Jungle Jim's temporary camp on the fringe of the southern jungle, Jim prepares to deliver the missionary's letter as Kolu gets breakfast ready. I hope the Reverend Chalmers got away on his dangerous trip without his daughter finding out about it, Kolu. Yes, it's one, Jim. Kolu hopes, too. Hurry up with that grub. I've got to deliver this letter to Lynn. Look, Swan Jim, Nathan Brunner, him wave at us. Mm, so he does. I wonder what he wants. Swan Jim. Yes, boy, I'm Jim. What is it? 
I sent bring you these letters to one. Thanks. Colo, listen to this. Dear Jim, I know about Dad's plan to go to the cannibal country. When you get this, I'll be close on his trail. I can't bear the thought of him facing danger alone. Thanks a million for your good intentions. Lynn Chalmers. The crazy kid. Colo, pack our stuff. We go to? You bet we go to. Right now. Will Jungle Jim overtake Lynn Chalmers and her father before they fall into the trap set by the mysterious white woman who swore she would kill anyone who interfered with her plan? Be sure and be with us again next week at the same time for the continuation of the thrilling and mysterious adventures which are pictured each week in the Comic Weekly, distributed everywhere with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Next Sunday, the Comic Weekly will print another half page of those wonderful poster stamps, drawn especially for you by real artists. Become a member of the new and rapidly growing Poster Stamp Collectors Club by cutting out the colored poster stamps and pasting them into the official album available at all stores. Nothing more is required. And don't forget our date next week at the same time for the continuation of the adventures of Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim.